Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome to another edition of The Lake Show here on News Talk 830-WCCO, a full show tonight. Fun Wolves game last night. Kyrie came a little bit short, and we'll take that. I'm your host, Henry Lake, alongside producer Christopher Tubbs. I appreciate you listening to the uh, the program, to the show. And uh, at some point here soon, because um, I got some fun, well, a sad topic to start the show, and then a fun reminiscing topic to get into here um, in, a, in a little bit. But I, I do encourage participation to the show tonight. Because the topics that I'm about to bring up initially here in this opening hour mean a whole lot to me. So I'll give you the number early, 651-461-9226. The the first topic of the evening is a sad one, excuse me, because it is some thoughts that I have about what occurred last week because I didn't get a chance to talk about it with the, the student fatally stabbed at Harding High School in St. Paul. And that student has been ID'd. Um, the victim, Devin Donnell Edward Scott. First off, I want to send my condolences to his family, to his friends, um, to everyone at Harding High School and the entire community. Um, I, I just, I, I can't even imagine um, what it's like for his family to have to deal with this tragedy. And this is something that I've been thinking about for the last few days, just because prior to <clears throat> this whole radio thing really kind of like taking off, um, I worked for 15 years, um, actually 16, in um, various school systems, primarily in Minneapolis and also for a short time in Richfield. And in my time in Minneapolis, I dealt with the death of a couple of students. One of my students drowned in a lake. Um, I feel like it was just yesterday that I was having a conversation with Shakina. That was her name. I'll never forget her. I remember one summer I was able to send her to a camp for kids dealing with diabetes. And I was able to do that because... Um, at that particular time, I was emceeing every year the American Diabetes Association um, Gala. I remember her little brother being at our school. 
that school being Nellie Stone Johnson. Always looking up to his big sister. He called her Chi-Chi. And I remember the time that I visited her mother and her youngest sibling, um, who at the time was a patient at Masonic Children's Hospital. I had another student. And I, I can't remember if it was the year before or after Shakina died. Um, but he died of carbon monoxide poisoning while sleeping. And, and for me, like everybody else, I'm no different than the teachers, the administrators, um, any staff, and the students. It hurts when you see these young kids die. And you know that their lives will never reach its full potential. But I would expect that this hurt that those students and staff and everybody that makes up that Harding High School community, I would expect that their hurt that they're experiencing is much different and painful. Because the kids that I lost was accidental. This was murder and totally preventable. That is the thing that gets me. It makes me even more sad. And I'm not going to sit here and, and act as though I didn't know any young people in all of my years that were killed in such a tragic and, and, and gruesome way. Um, I remember one of my students, Brian, he was <clears throat> unfortunately the victim of being shot on Juneteenth. And it sounded like, according to rumors and speculation, that he was not the intended target for that bullet. But that doesn't matter much now. I guess for me, and I don't know if there's any administrators that have dealt with this, teachers that have dealt with this. I know that there are, and there could be one or two listening now. I just don't know how I would, personally, how I would manage being an educator knowing that one of my students killed another student. Like, that's that's really hard for me to that, – that, that that's hard for me to deal with, man. Like, that, that's hard for me to think about. A student killing another student. And, and I know that some people out there listening are like, well, hold on. Like, you know that violence happens all the time. Things happen in the streets. Things happen. I get that. But you're listening to the son of an educator. My mother started off as a teacher, went into administration, assistant principal, principal, eventually superintendent. So education's always been at the forefront of my life. 
But when you see this type of tragedy occur, man, it's it's a tough pill to swallow. If you have any thoughts about what occurred last week or maybe what the response you think could look like, what it's going to feel like, 651-461-9226. I mean, according to the Star Tribune in the article that I see here, that the student that was killed, it was his first day as a student at the school? I... I mean, how how does that weigh on the family? That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. And 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 the police have not you know stated as yet what led to the stabbing or named any students involved, including the uh, the sixteen year old that was taken into a police custody um, has been charged, but. I don't know. It's a tough situation, man. I'm just thinking about all of those young people that are impacted by it. And, and look, Chris, you've got a daughter, man. And, mm-hmm. and 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 I think every day after what we've seen here with Sandy Hook and Yavaldi and all of these various different incidents, right? Whether whether it's one, two, three, a dozen kids, whatever the numbers are, I don't think that there is ever a day. And I'm and I'm dead serious about this. I don't think that there's ever a day where a parent in the United States of America now doesn't feel a certain way when their child leaves the house to go to school. I feel very fortunate that we are in what I consider to be an extremely safe and family-friendly area and the school district that she's in and like the environment that she's in, I've been to the school. Like I, I know everything, you know, around the school and and the teachers. I, I hear that this student, it was his first week, and now it comes out that this was his first day. And as a parent, I could not even imagine the second guessing that you're doing. That's what I'm saying. I, I'd like. I mean, I we have moved. Several times. My daughter has had many different elementary schools, and and now we're fortunate to be settled in where we're at. Mm -hmm. If I heard of anything like this happening in a school district, I would be like – there would be a lot of serious second-guessing like as to whether or not. And and I I can't imagine. Like, And I know that you feel safe about where your daughter is, and that's a great thing to feel safe. But we're not immune. No, 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 nobody's nobody's immune. I I feel as safe and as comfortable as I possibly could. Yeah, exactly. But you still probably think about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think it can't happen to you or it won't happen to you. And then we hear about a stabbing like this. We hear uh, about, you know, a a gun shooting. I mean, Uvalde. We we see what happened last night in Michigan State. I mean, this can happen anywhere at any time. You need to be vigilant, and you know what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing's going to happen because nothing ever happens. And I know this is a nut. This wasn't a gun. I, I understand. Yeah, we get that. Yeah, we get, we get the difference. Oh, yeah, yeah, extreme difference. Yeah, yes. extreme difference. <sighs> yeah, I let, – I, let, let me ask this question, though. Let me, let me ask this quick question. Okay. Okay. 
because you know that you know my stance on policing in this country. It needs to change. There's a lot of changes that need to happen with law enforcement. Um, yes. I have been critical of law enforcement. We'll continue to be critical of law enforcement. I appreciate and respect law enforcement, but there's a lot of change that still needs to be had clearly. Okay. Anybody that doesn't believe that, I'm sorry. I just, I will not, we're, we're not on the same page. You can here. be critical, yes. but you can also. And be up, respectful. And, and, and be respectful Absolutely. and support them at the same time. But this is one thing, though, and I said this at the time, and I think that this needs to be revisited, though, was remember how when all of the stuff happened and there was a lot of reactions, and one of the reactions was, okay, we're not going to utilize this police force in this school, or we're not going to use this. Do we rethink that? And I'd love to get some reaction on that at 651-461-9226, because I know specifically in Minneapolis, of which I'm a product of Minneapolis public school system, I'm not in favor of there no longer being um, SRO officers in those schools. I think that there should be some presence at all. There should be. We'll get to that next year. All right, calls and texts are available on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think that we should all continue to be disturbed and outraged whenever things like this happen. Whether it's a stabbing, whether it's a shooting, whatever it is. Um... No child is sent to school, and the result should be that they don't leave school and make it home. That's a sad reality right now that um, the folks at Harding High School are having to deal with and those over in the uh, St. Paul public school system. Uh, a couple people on the text line. Yeah, we've got a, a 
A lot of text rolling in here on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line, Lake. Uh, I'm just going to go back here. Uh, What's happened is very incredibly horrible. I'm heartbroken for everyone, but there are two sides to every story. There Mm -hmm. should be an answer as to why this violence. Yes. And it needs to stop. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We're not – I'm not making any assumptions about how everything played out. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about young kids and the goal. Okay, and the job is to acquire an education. You would think that something like this would not occur. We don't have specifics as to why one child stabbed another child. That will all come out eventually, right? Yeah, yeah, but we, it's still we, yeah, a tragedy. We don't know why. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's still a tragedy, nonetheless. Uh, let's uh, go into the uh, the next one here. Um, it's difficult to have this conversation, but I think we need to start looking at parenting. What if the parents were charged for their adolescent children's behavior? Just wonder how many more of these children would be making this kind of a decision to take another child's life. Now he has to sit in prison. Yeah, I, I think that that's um, you can't do that. And I'm going to tell you why. I have come across. Because um, I don't believe that any parents are perfect because every everybody's got a flaw, right? Yeah. I've come across some amazing parents whose children took lives and did the wrong thing. They end up being, and it had nothing to do with with what the mother or uh, the the mother or the father did or did not do. Mm -hmm. So that's just, I mean, that 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 part. I just now I'm not saying that that certain parents don't don't impact their kids in a negative way to lead them down a negative path. That's not what I'm saying, but it's not as you get from point A to point Z, it, you know. It's not it's not cut and dry because you you it's can not. you can give these children a solid Some home. Some people just go astray, man. Yeah, and and that's the thing like they, you know, you you hear the cliche, they fall in with the wrong crowd or they're influenced by the wrong people and it, it is it just it is a thing. I mean, heaven forbid, I like to think my wife and I are good parents. But if something happens with our daughter in four years and she ends up on some awful, horrific path, yeah. like as a parent, we're going to do what we can to help, but also know that you can't always – at some point – It doesn't always work out. Holding Christopher Tubbs accountable for his child doing something um, terrible or you know, tragically um, – you know, horrifically bad for you know our community our country our state or whatever right yeah. like w- i can't always hold you accountable for that and for what if you've done everything within your power to be the best dad that you could possibly be yeah and, and there are and there are some that uh there are some that i mean the the home environment is not very conducive to you know educating and, and working towards a, a bigger goal and we'll see yep yeah. Uh, somebody else here. Uh, hi, Henry. Great show. Yes, officers should be present in schools. The problem is parents have made it impossible for those officers, teachers, administration to maintain control or have any authority over the students. The entitlement is out of control and our kids are no longer safe around their peers. Yeah, I I always me personally. And, and I think that that's a good text um, because I do think that parents do try to get away with as much as they can get away with um, in some cases. Okay, I'm not saying they, they try, I'm, they're, they're I'm not, overprotective I, of their kids. Well, I don't think it's necessarily just overprotective. Like there, there were certain things that I had to deal with as um, a person on staff in the school that I shouldn't have to be dealing with as a grown ass man from a kid. 
and and I would let the parent know that I shouldn't have to deal with this. And the parent kind of, you know, would give me that look from time to time, like, well, who are you? Yeah. And kind of like, I work here. And, and, and we see it all the time, though. We, we do. We, we see it all these times where – all these times. It's great grammar. Uh, where you see these kids, they'll kind of step out of line mm-hmm. with these adults and – the adults are kind of painted in a corner, and it's like yeah, so you're you not my dad. You're not my you. You, you, you can't, can't tell me nothing. You can't do anything. It's mm-hmm. like you, you can't be the authoritarian to them, yeah. Because then that's going to come down as I mean, I, I just feel like sometimes these administrators, these teachers, they're in a no-win situation. Absolutely, like you, you can't. There's nothing you can do that is going to work to your advantage, and it's unfortunate. And no, and no, and no teacher should have to be tasked with having to discipline. Or you know, try to control a student when a student's out of control. No, yeah, because you're, yeah, you're, you're there. You're there to teach. You're there to teach, and you're there to help give some structure to maybe some kids that need it. Yeah. And yeah, it, this really is. It's it's just it's 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 a deterioration of society to a certain point. I feel. Yep. But it's like, how can we stop that deterioration, so to speak? And it's that's the tough thing. Coming up next. Um, man, this is a very, very emotional topic for me because the rap world lost an icon, a legend this past weekend, the passing of uh, Trugway the Dove of De La Soul. It really hit me hard, and it hit me hard because of one specific thing that as a young kid growing up in hip-hop culture that this specific group between De La Soul and the Tropical Quest, they impacted me like no other, but there's some specifics to it all. And I think that there's some cultural um, issues and complexities to this entire story that I absolutely want you to uh, lend me an ear to and listen to. I'll dive into that after a little weather from Paul Douglas next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO with a little potholes in my lawn from De La Soul in the background. Where do I begin here? All of us have those moments in life that we will never forget. We often idolize so many different people from different backgrounds and ways of life. Some of us, what do we do? We look to athletes, right? I love sports. I look to athletes. Some of us, we look to movie stars. Many look to entertainers, singers. We look to people that are close to us as well. And I feel like I've looked at so many people in my life and those I would never, ever meet. And I still view them as inspiration. Because that's how it works. Anyone can be inspired by anyone or anything. And I've had a fondness for many things in my life. But my love for music Specifically, hip-hop is something that's unquestioned. And we all know that music can do a lot to us, for us. It can calm you. It can motivate you. It can make you happy, sad, all the range of emotions. And I feel all of those things right now in this very moment uh, with the passing of David Jude Jolicure known to the entire world as True Goy, the dove of the legendary group De La Soul. 
his death this past Sunday, I have to be honest with you guys, it, it's really hit me hard. And it's hit me hard not just because he was a phenomenal rapper from an iconic group that I love from the very start. It, it hits me hard because of what De La Soul means to me. It's hard to put this into words really for everyone out there, but I'm going to try to do my best, okay? In this world that we live in, we all have views on the world and the society around us in which we live. And in my life, the two most impactful musical groups for me have always been A Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul. When those two groups came to be in the late 80s and early 90s, I felt truly seen in this world. Like, when I say I felt seen, I mean viewed and respected for who I am as a young black kid. This world creates so many narratives, so many stereotypes about people. And as a young black kid from North Minneapolis, culturally in hip-hop, they were the groups and rappers that I saw myself in. I've never gang-banged. I've had plenty of friends involved in gang activity. Not my thing. You had the crack era dope scene that was going crazy. Not for me. I've always been respected for being smart, creative, a thinker, a scholar. And everybody's background is different. I had both my parents in my household. Most of my friends had one. But I remember during those times of growing up in middle school and high school, you know, I I had some friends that were some hardcore street cats. And, you know, they would just say to me, That if you have any problems whatsoever, just let us know. But we know what you're about and just do you, be you. And so for me, De La Soul and A Tribe Called Quest, they represented black men who loved the world of academia. And that definition, the environment or community concerned with the pursuit of research, education, and scholarship to be young, gifted, and black. And I know that you guys that are listening, some of you, that went to various different schools out there, whether it was Minneapolis South, Roosevelt, Washburn, Minneapolis North with me, all across the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, rocking the backpacks and letting letting everyone know, specifically me, when I viewed them, that I'm just as cool being a kid in the school library as the guy on the street corner. And and don't get it twisted. Like, I love street records, gangster rap, the storytelling of the drug trade. But that wasn't me. That That didn't speak to me personally. De La and Tribe spoke to me. When I first heard potholes in my lawn, I lost my mind because I was one of those kids 
I was probably one of the first kids that was playing that record around here. I remember going down to Northern Lights downtown. I came across it, and I told everybody about it. I think I called Jamal and, and Akua and, and Howard, and I said, man, you guys got to listen to this record. But the reason why this is so important to me and talking about Trugoy is important is, is listen to me. Hip-hop isn't just gangbanging or shaking your butt or wearing jewelry. They told me that. They showed me that. And I loved myself more because of it. And, and I understand that there are some folks out there that don't look at rap artists. Listen to me now. I am fully understanding that there are some people out there, even listening to me speak right now on this show, they don't look at rap artists as intellectuals. So when I think back to my existence and my growing up as a kid, I feel so blessed that I grew up in the golden age of hip-hop. That anticipation for an album wasn't just waiting for it to drop at midnight and finding the stream like kids do now. You know, we didn't have the streaming back then. It was getting on, getting on the bus, the five. Or when I was in college in Atlanta, you know, getting on the martyr, heading to Lenox Mall and walking across the street to Tower Records to make that purchase. To buy low-end theory. That was a journey. That was a process. And De La Soul and the Tribe Called Quest, they meant everything to me. And mean everything to me. To see yourself, and you guys know this is true. To see yourself, your reflection, show up in society on television... It, that's a special thing. We talk about representation matters. And don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that there was no value to NWA. Loved NWA. Compton's most wanted. Rappers talking about the finer things in life. But what I'm telling you is that images of sex, drugs, and violence, that will never be lacking in the entertainment world. In the media realm. That's going to be everywhere. It is everywhere. We have video games based off of that. But what Dayla brought to the table. What Tribe brought to the table. I'm going to forever miss that. Because those groups will for. They'll never be whole again. We've lost Fife. We've lost Dave. But their legacies will live on. If anybody has a take on my take. I'd love to get your reaction because as a black man in America living through hip hop culture, we lost a legend this past weekend. 651-461-9226. I'll take your phone calls next. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of phrasing right up to that. Is it Daisy Age? All right, welcome back to the Lake Show News Talk 830-WCCO. Man, De La Soul, Tribe, just thinking about them, man, hearing songs like this. 
I know, man, I just, I, I'm a kid in a candy store. Let's go to Mindy. She called in from St. Paul. She wanted to react to my last uh, segment. Henry, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, um, <clears throat> so my name is Mindy. Um, I'm a white girl from the east side of St. Paul. I graduated from Harding High School mm. um, in 1990, mm-hmm. and um, I have a little problem. Wondered if you could help me. Um, I have three feet high and rising. Um, the <laughs> CD stuck in my CD player. Um, I had to order it from Europe. Um, I actually did um, go somewhere to see if they could get it out for me. Okay. Um, they said they'd have to pull the entire, um, you know, CD player. It's like a six changer. Um, and... I said, could you pull, can I go, I'm like, can you just get that CD out for me? They're like, nope, we got to take the whole thing apart. Wow. I'm like, okay, well, if you take the whole thing apart, though, can you guarantee me that you will not destroy that the CD? The CD. Yeah. Yep. And they said, no, we cannot guarantee that. Well, I got good and news I for said, you. Okay. I, I got. Thank you. So, goodbye. So, so, so. So, 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 so you want, so you want some advice from me? I'm gonna give you some advice, Mindy. Yeah. What do I do? I'm on it. This, this yeah, is what I need it. Do you, do you stream music? I do. All right. So you would know, being a Daylaw fan, that Daylaw's catalog has not been a part of streaming. I, but, I know that. But that's that, why I had to order it from no, Europe. No, no, no. But March third, that happens. March third. Yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and thanks for the phone oh call. God. Thanks for the phone call from Mindy because we got one more phone call to get to. But yes, that is another sad part to the story is that all of those negotiations um, have been taking place over the last couple of years. De La Soul's catalog is going to be available March the 3rd. Let's take one more phone call from, so Mindy does that the fret, from Joe in Naperville, Illinois. What's up, Mike? How you doing, man? All right. Hey, I just wanted to uh, piggyback on what you were trying to say. Representation matters. Yep. And that's what the world is trying to fight for now. But it also gives individuals perspective. Yep. You know, I grew up in Fridley. I went to Spring Lake Park. And I remember the first time I heard Tribe. First time I heard him, uh, De La, you know, was with some friends, and it gave me perspective that I didn't see and I didn't know about. Yep. And I think that that's one of the most important things that has helped me get through life is to get perspective from other people, to understand what other people have gone through, uh, you know, jazz influence, drugs influence, policing all of that. And yeah, I mean, hip hop forever changed my life. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for the phone call from my, my guy, Joe. I haven't talked to Joe in a long while, man, in Naperville, Illinois. Look, this is, this is the reality of the situation. And this is the reason why this topic has been so important to me and just um, reflecting on De La and thinking about Trugoy and, and tribe is that I hate when we try to lump everybody in the same boat. I hate that. Hip-hop is not one shape, size, color, or none of that. There's so many different flavors that make up the culture. And 
I happened to see something in Dela. I happened to see something in Triwalk West that resonated with me because I felt for my first time in my life I had been seen. Coming up next, we'll reflect on the Super Bowl this weekend. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Chiefs Radio Network, co-host of Fesco in the Morning, joins us next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.